Yes, average gas prices are up, but no one is getting hit harder than California. It's expensive. That's really it. I drive to school and work every day, so uh, gas is expensive. I can't help but wonder when we're double literally paying double of what the rest of the country is paying. It seems to be more than just a refinery being out. We set the record last year, fiscal year 2021, 1.7 million illegal crossings. We just broke the record again this year, fiscal year 2022, 2.1 million crossings so far. We're still waiting for those September numbers. And now the Godaway's numbers are shooting through the roof as well. We just finished this fiscal year with 599,000 known Godaways, according to CBP sources. That's 50,000 people a month sneaking past our Border Patrol without ever getting caught. I wonder if you are comfortable with where the Biden administration is at, particularly uh, as, as border discussion becomes more and more prominent among conservatives, for example, with where they are on what's happening at the border and the, the, the migrants. Yeah, let, let me talk a little bit about this because there's a lot of misinformation as well. First of all, there's no open borders again. Thanks, Green. You've said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? So it's a lot more nuance than that, right? Um, Peter, you know this. Uh, there have been global challenges that we have all have de dealt with. When I say all, meaning other countries as well have dealt with since the pandemic. There's been pandemic and there's been uh, Putin's war. Ultimately, um, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's a tremendous opportunity to once and for all remove the dependence on Russian energy and thus to take away from Vladimir Putin the weaponization of energy as a means of advancing uh, his uh, imperial designs. Uh, that's very significant and that offers tremendous um, strategic opportunity for, um, for the years to come. But meanwhile, we're determined to do everything we possibly can uh, to make sure that the consequences of all of this are not borne by citizens in our countries or for that matter around the world. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent criminals and I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, call a crackhead. I'm John Kennedy, and I approve this message. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. The most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. Case closed. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Unregulated Podcast on Wednesday, October 5th, here in the AEA studios. I am your co-host, Tom Pyle. And I'm your co-host, Mike McKenna. Welcome back, Mike. Yeah, man. 
been a short one since our last one. We, we, we rolled this one out on Saturday last week. A little hurricane, a bunch of crazy stuff going on. I don't know. Sorry about the delay. What is it, Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. So short turnaround for this week. Okay. Uh, okay, so California gas prices are pretty darn high. Governor Newsom is blaming the price gougers, but yet it's, it's double and double in most cases. It's true. It's definitely the price gougers. The they, national they, average they're operating, in California. So. They're, they're not operating in Nevada or, or right, Oregon right. or Arizona. And also, I I kind of feel for the lady in the clip, but you know there was a referendum in the state of California a few years ago My. to repeal a gas tax increase that was defeated? My... um. Sentiment towards the Californians is much like my sentiment towards the Europeans. You guys <laughs> did this to your idiot selves. And you know what? I'd like to help you, but the reality of it is you can undo it. You can, you have it within your power to undo your dopey decisions. Yeah, start with getting it, rid of your governor, which you could have done. You had a chance to do I, that I, uh, in a recall recently. You know what? Just get rid – do something simple. Get, 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 get rid of the – Get rid of the gas tax in California. Yeah, well, get yeah. rid of get rid of your restrictions. They need that to build fund all the you know non-road projects it's, that they've siphoned away from the again historical it's like, traditional. It's like the gas Europeans, tax. you know, when your answer so, trains to nowhere, and when your when your answer, they're not actually going to build that. That's like a hundred billion dollars now. Nobody can build this thing. <laughs> I might as well go to Mars and build a train there. Of course, uh, immigration. Uh, numbers you heard uh, you heard the latest numbers there from that Fox clip, uh, and then of course that was followed by Senator Catherine Cortez Masto uh, of Nevada, who is the latest Demo Democrat to declare that there are no open borders. Yeah, I. <laughs> okay, so here's the funny thing about that: um, in New Hampshire, Maggie Hassan is running ads talking about securing the border. Yeah. You know, Democratic incumbent in New Hampshire. She wants to win. Yeah. She's, she's, so I'm like, Democrats, you got to yeah. get your message straight. You know, if the Republicans had a better sense of humor, they would run the, they would run the ad. They would run the ad in New Hampshire. Yeah. Right? In Nevada. Hey, the borders are Nevada. secure. Hey, yeah. you know, come on. Who are you going to believe? Me or your lying eyes? Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, the press secretary, <laughs> Peter Ducey, of course, asked oh, wow. if the president takes sole responsibility for gas prices going down as you well of course it's more nuanced than that of course it's more nuanced when the price goes up so and, and i mean these guys i mean the gaslighting is just amazing it's ridiculous and you know they think here's the here's what object here's what i object to they think you're they think we're stupid mm -hmm. i mean they you know. well you know what let me let me put a finer point on that i don't think they think we're stupid like go back to gavin newsom for example i don't know if you've noticed but lately he's been like running like offensive yeah. against like yeah. conservatives he's yeah. been going after DeSantis the other day he he was at some forum where he was like yeah people said people were wishing almost and hoping that the lights would go out in California oh, yeah. but guess what they didn't we proved them wrong do, would you would you take off one or two things that the governor had to do yeah, in order to save the state of California yeah. from from having like serious blackouts yeah yeah. Earlier this summer, Diablo Canyon. just 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 take off like two ten, or three. Ten, ten, Diablo Canyon, ten billion dollars for that emergency reserve, it's, which, by the way, was a they, they didn't buy heat pumps with it. Yeah, 
<laughs> what else? Was some nuke plant that they decom that they decommissioned that they also spent billions of dollars to keep open? No, you got me. It, it you know, look. Long story short is. And then lastly, they rationed. Well, they put demand. Out, they put out notices. Yeah, they put right. out, they put out grid notices. It's um. So so he's bragging about the fact that he kept the lights on when he bare, like he had to like. You really don't like this guy, do you? I, no. No, almost yeah. as much as I don't like Brian Deese, but that's a whole yeah, other what's story. With, what's with you and what's with you and Deese and Nick? I think it's Newsom. people with hair. I think I just don't like people with hair. Maybe I understand the feeling. <laughs> I understand the feeling. All right, uh, and then of course, in a partial word salad, but also I put in the Secretary Blinken clip about the Nord Stream two sabotage. It's an opportunity. It's not sabotage. In air quotes. Yeah. Um. It's an, nobody explained what it's an opportunity to do. I, I, I want to know what it's an opportunity I, to do. I'm sorry, but like, what's the deal here? Like, do we actually, do you actually believe that Russia blew up their own pipelines? No, I, I, I myself don't, you know, we're never going to, well, we're not never, it's going to come out eventually, but probably 20 years from now, we don't care. We'll be golfing on some, some course in the middle of nowhere. But, um, yeah, I, it's an opportunity, a strategic opportunity to do what? You big dummy. The Europeans are know they know that this winter and the next seven or eight or ten winters are going to be very, very difficult. It's a strategic opportunity to freeze in the dark. Yeah. Well they they did I read that they did fill up their reserves. The storage. I don't know what the cost was. Well they filled them up. Yeah, but that that you're assuming see that those that storage those storage numbers assume that you're have flow. Yeah, that it's it's an addition right. to flow. It's not a substitute for flow. Right, which will end up being in some in in in, the, in now as a result. So Californians, Europeans, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. If you're, you you know you're grown people, you've made your mistakes. You can unmake them, right? I I don't understand why they're asking us for help or sympathy or anything. Get off your lazy asses and unmake your mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. Mike McKenna. And, and that the uh, diplomat to the ambassador Kennedy, of the court of St. James. The, the campaign featured campaign ad uh, this week was Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> uh, I brought it up for two reasons. One, Senator Kennedy's good for a line, a zinger here and there. Uh, if you recall the uh, Amarova com com comrade Komarovsky hearings where he yeah. said, I don't know whether to call you uh professor or comrade um, well you <laughs> so, know keep in mind john kennedy was a democrat so yeah yeah and he actually so, learned how to do this stuff like well and from louisiana right but anyways the the other reason i brought that ad into the conversation was because he just like ron john is finally doing what the republicans need to be doing to some extent Oz as well is talking about, talking crime. about crime yeah crime is um you know, it's it's kind of a sleeper issue. When you ask people about it, they're all like, hey, the economy and border security, but crime has crept up there. And I get the feeling that crime is an organic issue, right? It's an underlying thing. It's something that everybody feels. I'll give you a, um, I'll give you a specific example from Washington, D.C. Um, it, it Last night, right, I, got, I get alerts in the neighborhood, right? Last night, there was a stabbing at 6th and Pennsylvania on the House side. Yeah. I, dude, that... That's more or less in the in the demilitarized zone. It was... And did you see that officer in New York? That did you did you catch that 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 
there was some random crazy guy who just like, yeah, who chased the, that the, lady the, and the, stabbed the her fire, numerous the times. Fire department, the fire department lieutenant. Yeah, I did. And I just saw a jag in Pennsylvania where there was like a you know movie scene style carjacking. Yeah, it it it's. I'm going to say this: the the problem is is that the atmospherics are terrible, right? For the for the other side because. It's all their it's all their district attorneys who are who are you know cashless bail and all this other stuff, you know basically letting criminals back out on the street over and over and over again. You are essentially waiting for them to climb the criminal ladder and progress from, hey, taking drugs to selling drugs to robbing people to well, just as shooting as people like to they, killing people. They didn't, they're not pe- penalizing people for jumping the stuff. Return styles at the metro. Fair right? beaters, right? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, but where I was going with that is that, and this is a this is a pet theory. I'm going to flog it a little bit right here. Um, coupled with um, decriminalization of drugs, and it's not so much decriminalization; it's allowing for the public use. When you allow for the public use in Denver and Washington, in Portland, when you allow for public it's everywhere. use, everywhere, Florida, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it's everywhere. When you allow for public use, it 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 gives it the whole operation between the district attorneys and the public use of drugs. Um, it gives off an air of lawlessness. I, I don't mean criminality, but it gives off an air of lawlessness. And the police, at least in the district. They're they're nowhere to be seen because you they can't arrest anybody anymore. What's the point, right? So they hide out in their cars. Yeah, I know somebody who is a um, assistant principal at a school. Yeah. And he he gave me the example of a story of a dude who had like like a I don't know how much pot in his locker. Yeah, and the cops said they can't do anything about it. Can't do anything about it. So we're not going to do anything about it. It's a sense of lawlessness. It's going to get worse. No matter what happens in this election, it's going to get worse. And, you know, Team Biden could set a tone here, but they don't care. Right. So, well, you know, the Nancy Pelosi's put a, put a couple bills on the floor I'm sure if I, before well, they jetted out of town. I'm sure if I asked Team Biden, they would say it's a, it's a strategic opportunity for somebody. <laughs> All right. Any announcements? Oh, of course, 62. Yeah, man, I'm glad to see the home run Finally record is back with first the Yankees yesterday. Yeah, exactly. yeah, and you know this nonsense about it being the American League record—it's the Major League record. Everybody knows that. Yeah, and Mike, man, what is your deal? You are just on us, man. Yeah, I think seriously. You're upset about something. Seriously, you know the people—people people who are Red Sox fans or whoever—just move along. Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, never going to be in the Hall of Fame, shouldn't, because at some fundamental level, everybody knows they're cheaters. Ten and five, man. I'm telling you, this kid is going to get ten years and a half of a billion dollars million of bucks. a contract. He bet on himself, and he won. Yeah, you know the funny thing is, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is a legit thing. Like he's going to recreate it, not 62, but if he's going to hit 50 year after year, if he's going to really like go back to what he was, which is a perfectly competent 35 year, 35 homer a year guy. Yeah, that's where. Isn't that where? Um... Stan, uh, Michael, is it Mike Stanton? Is that where Stanton is at right now? Yeah, yeah, like in the third, mid thirties. I think he's thirty-one, thirty-two now. So. You know, the funny thing is, for all I know, Stanton, like he stays with the Yankees, and Stanton bats behind him, and Rizzo bats in front of him. In that configuration, he probably hits sixty every year. Perhaps, yeah. If they can stay healthy. All right. Any announcements this week? For I you, do have sir. an announcement. What do you got? What I do was, you got? I was running today, and I ran past. Um, I ran down all the way down to the Lincoln Memorial. 
And it struck me, and I'm going to guess I'm coming back to Lincoln. It struck me that that whole area is now a a um, a monument to lousy public policy. You know, we have here the, we go, right? Here, <laughs> here we, we go. go again. Here we At go. At some point, we're going to get past all this, but let's have it. It's so on one side of the mon- <laughs> at one side on one side of the reflecting pool, there's the Vietnam Memorial, right? A, uh-huh. a, a monument to terrible, misguided, awful foreign policy stacked atop terrible, awful, lousy military policy. Um, Fifty-eight thousand dead, right? And what do they get? They get a gash in the ground in Washington. On the other side of the reflecting pool, it's the first time I ran through this, the Korean War, um, I'm going to call it a memorial. I don't know what it is. Um, sculpture. Um, again, testament to a war that shouldn't have happened, that was poorly executed by the military and even worsely executed by Harry S. Truman. Um, lots of dead, I think 25,000 dead, nothing to show for it, right? Not a thing. And then, of course, the centerpiece of it. Well, let me go. Let me go behind the Lincoln Memorial. There's, of course, the monument to Franklin Roosevelt, who either a I hate war. Who that either his, uh... who either a bumbled us into World War II or b walked us intentionally into World War II. There's no third option here, gang. Um, and who, once having started the war, proceeded to open up concentration camps for American citizens. He's got himself a memorial too. And then, of course, the centerpiece of it is the Lincoln Memorial. I just want to go through real quick. Um, Cause, cause oh, I, man, this is. I, just want to go I was th- not expecting this I when I walked weren't. into and the you got it. AEA Studios today, my friend. So I just want to. I just want to. I just want to get. You know, I just want to. Wow. Here we go. I'm gonna like lean back here and I'm gonna set right. this Lincoln thing. Set right? the mic aside for a moment. This Lincoln thing is like this. Everybody's like, "Hey, Lincoln freed the slaves. Great, great, great." He did, but he also killed 625,000 of his countrymen. And destroyed one third of the country for 125 years. So I wanted to go through, because I always got into this with my old man, and I always pointed this out that somehow everybody in this hemisphere managed to free their slaves without having to kill each other. So I just want to go through that real that list real quick, real quick, okay? In 1811, slave trading was made um a felony in the United Kingdom, which, of course, engaged the Royal Navy in stopping slave trade all over their territories. In uh, 1823, um, Chile freed their slaves. In 1814, Uruguay freed their slaves. In 1819, Upper Canada freed their slaves. In 1821, Mexico freed its slaves. In 1821, Peru set a path to free their slaves, which it ultimately did some years later. Um, in 1830, Brazil freed their slaves. In 1840, Venezuela abolished the slave trade. In 1842, Paraguay finally got around to abolishing their slavery. Uh, and in 1853, Argentina uh, freed their slaves. And you know what all of these people have in common? Nobody went to bloodshed. Nobody had to kill their fellow countrymen. Not a single one of them. So, the next time I... Um, the next time somebody comes at me with Lincoln, I'm going to want a solid explanation of why we had to kill 650,000 people and destroy an entire region of the country for five generations, why there wasn't some other way to do it. Meanwhile, I encourage everybody to go down to the Lincoln Memorial and reflect upon some of these public policy failures, the Civil War being the worst single public policy failure in this country's history. There is no 
argument about that, and there can be no argument about that. So that's my message for the day. I have no announcements, ladies and gentlemen. I am going to move on to this day in history, and I'm just going <laughs> to leave it right there. Whew. Did you work? Is that something you needed to work out? Was it for your dad? Like, is it a dad this thing? Has been, this or? has been this has been a running commentary in my life for for since I was about fifteen and started to think about the Civil War in a, in a in a slightly different way than most people. And I'm like, this thing was preventable, and why we build a memorial to the guy who didn't prevent it? I have no earthly idea. And then we exacerbate it by the Vietnam thing and the Korean thing and Franklin Roosevelt. And I'm just like. There's some seriously wrong. What about Jefferson? I, I does he deserve? Does he sure, deserve? Why not? Sure, why not? Sure, he wrote okay. the Declaration. It was fine. It was, uh, you know, he was sympathetic to the French Revolution. He though, was, so, he was I mean, a bit of a weasel. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. You know? All right, I, I said I was going to move on, but I got sucked in. All right, this day in history. Speaking of history, nineteen, I got a couple only. It's nineteen forty-seven. Nineteen forty-seven. Berlin Airlift starts. No, not that significant. Darn it. Uh, because you brought up Harry Truman, uh, this was the first ever televised presidential address from the White House, where Truman was asking Americans to cut back on their use of grain in order to help the starving Europeans. Europeans. So we're helping Europe yet again. Always. Back in 1947. Uh, and then another one more recent, 2011. October 5th, 2011? Yes, sir. 2011. Uh, well, okay, I give up. This was the day that Steve Jobs died due to complications from pancreatic cancer. Oh, so we lost Steve Jobs. Well, we uh, didn't lose him. I mean, we knew exactly where he was. We just, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, so that was it for this day in history. Where do you want to go? To, where do you want to start today? Well, want to talk about Loretta Lynn? Sure, I always want to talk about Loretta. All right. So from CBS News. We're Yesterday, proud to be coal miner's daughter. <laughs> I was hoping you would sing that. Loretta Lynn, the Kentucky coal miner's daughter, whose Frank songs about life and love as a woman in Appalachia. Appalachia. Appalachia pulled her out of poverty and made her a pillar of country music. You ain't woman enough to 90 take my years man. old. Our precious mom, Loretta Lynn, passed away peacefully this morning, October 4th, in her sleep at home in her beloved ranch in Hurricane Mills. Uh, so, just a couple of uh, quick highlights. How are you going to boil that down? The Academy of Country Music chose her as the artist of the decade for the 70s. She was elected to the Country Music Hall of Fame in 1988, won four Grammys, was in inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2008 and was honored at the Kennedy Center Honors in 2003 and awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2013. Producer, did you know that there was an actual singer named Loretta Lynn? No. Oh! <laughs> and that is precisely why I brought it up. <laughs> so, oh, that's, that's... Any comments, Mr. McKenna? Yeah, I would say one thing that that bio, that that, that, that obituary leaves out, right? She was a... Um, mentor to two generations of especially female country music singers um not not the least of which of course patsy klein buried out at winchester memorial gardens um but you know all the way up to all the way up to this generation almost so 
Yeah, that is true. And also, uh, she was the feature of the night. 1980 movie, Coal Miner's Coal Daughter. Coal Daughter. Featuring mm-hmm. Sissy Spacek. I remember well the well where I drew so, water. And she, her younger sister was Crystal Gale. That's right. So, and... Greatest greatest single costume. never heard of her. Greatest single costume in an American movie. Um, when um, Will Ferrell r- wore the Crystal Gale t-shirt in... Uh, <laughs> in um, in uh, the legend of Ron Burgundy, oh, uh, not Ron Burgundy, and, the the, the um, Ricky Bobby. And I wasn't. I'm not picking on you specifically, producer. I yes, just think is. it's yes, you are. No, no, honestly, like I just think it's interesting because you know us old guys, we bring up all these references and stuff, and half the time my team looks at me like, uh, Loretta Lynn's dad. Who? What are you it's talking? Okay. About? He doesn't know who Steve Jobs was either. All right, <laughs> so. tells you some about tells you some about fame in America. All right, so uh, here's a little here here's a little another ditty. Uh, I, I guarantee you, half our half our listeners are like, "Who's this Lincoln guy?" Mike's yeah. always hollering about. <laughs> uh, here here's something I'd like to bring up. This was from Fox Digital New Fox News Digital, but I'm going to play this first. What would you say you do here? <laughs> All right, let's. <laughs> Republicans probe John Kerry's ties to eco groups, <laughs> efforts to shield from oversight. Uh, top House Republicans are probing special presidential envoy for climate, John Kerry, over his role in the Biden administration and alleged efforts to shield information from oversight. Rep. Comer, James Comer from Kentucky, penned a letter Tuesday to Kerry requesting information about his office and communications with outside parties. Uh, Comer's letter cited multiple reports showing Kerry's office has been tight-lipped about internal operations and is coordinated with far-left groups, environmental groups, on policy. Uh, Despite not being confirmed by the Senate, Senator Kerry appears to be actively negotiating with the Chinese Communist Party and is partnering with radical left-wing green groups to push the Green New Deal at the expense of the American people, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Joined by an oversight subcommittee ranking member Yvette Harrell from New Mexico. Sure. And the reason I brought the clip up was because that was what she put in her tweet. She's like, what does this guy do? What does this like, guy do? what does he do? Like, why is he even around? Now, listen, don't push too hard because he is providing us with a ton Seriously, of Seriously, content, man. This guy's, this guy's a content so machine. Push hard, push, but don't pu- push so hard they that he mis- ends up leaving. They made a mistake by putting him at State Department. Because it's going to it exposes him to congressional oversight, right? If you, if they if they find some place in the White House, he'd be shielded. But yeah, he, he he's wanted, actually like, living. He he's living the office over there and everything. Oh else. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's you know. I, although it's kind of weird, right? I mean, you think Cap's a former secretary? Would you really want to go back? I, what these else people, is he going to do? He's going to hang out with his wife. Gonna go. He's gonna go kite surfing, and he might be too old for that now. Like, might be bad on his knees or something. What? So. What are you saying? All right, what else? What do you have on your list? Anything? I have one thing. Do you want me to get into it? One only? One only. Oh, man, you didn't come with a lot. Let's, all right, get. Let's, what let's do you see. mean? I came with the Lincoln Memorial thing. Yeah, yeah, enough? yeah, I mean, actually, I got, I got two there. things. Right, I got okay, two things. You, got? you want give, them both? Give, give, give me one, and then I'll get, get a couple in. And then all we'll... right, let's do, let's do some on energy first, right? Um, all right, we got. As, as predicted, as predicted, um, I, know you're, I know what you're going to do about OPEC. As predicted um, on this. On this show, Graham, I want to say uh, two months ago, um, 
the administration on Friday basically opened the kimono on export ban. Oh yes. You know, they, they, um, they, they portrayed it as the white house asked DOE for a plan to give them a 30, 60 and 90 day plans for, um, 30, 60 and 90 day bans, right. Of, of exports of both crude and refined product, um, in the wake of a meeting with some refiners on Friday, this last Friday, um, it, it, like I said, I knew that was going to happen. Prices go up. They run out of the SPR answer. They're going to have to have a different answer. Um, I've been getting calls from financial guys for the last couple of days saying, hey, do you think they're serious? I'm like, yes, of course they're serious. They have to do something. Right. They have and to pretend that they have any right. concept. Of- and the general, the general vibe has been it will create global chaos in the energy markets. I'm like, yeah, the, the – these are guys who don't understand that 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 gas stations don't set the price. So, I, you know, I'm not exactly sure. These are guys. These are guys who don't understand that OPEC's not going to um, give you more barrels just because you ask nicely. You know, they, 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 these these are profoundly naive people. So they don't really care about global chaos. Other thing I want to throw out there: it's going to happen. Since I'm since I'm on a I'm a heater. I'm a, I'm on a heater on this particular issue. Um, you're going to get partial. You're going to get a proposal out of DOE or or heavily studied thought out of DOE for partial restrictions, limits rather than a full on ban. Right? They'll put some kind of cap on it. Um, it's going to be a freaking catastrophe. And I'll tell you right now, the only thing that can stop it is if the R's win the Senate. That's it. That's the only thing that's going to stop yeah. this administration. Right? If they if they have legitimate um, risk of getting an appropriations rider on it or a legitimate risk of some con- con- confirmation person getting stranded. So, and you know, just, just to finish the thought, all these Obama guys who lost this issue in 2015, I think they're the main drivers behind it. And I'll, 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 I'll have more to say about that next week. All right. Well, we'll get into the, we'll get into the Senate stuff in a little bit. So here's one from the, uh, from CNN. OPEC announces Big cut in oil production, despite U.S. pressure. <laughs> OPEC Plus said Wednesday of. that it will slash oil production by 2 million barrels per day. Right. The biggest cut since the start of the pandemic and a move that threatens to push gasoline higher just weeks before the U.S. midterm. Yeah. Um, I need to see what the detail is. I am concerned it is unnecessary, President Biden said in response to a question as he departed the White House for Florida, to say, by the way, that this proves definitively once and for all that climate change is real. Yeah. A couple more things on the OPEC thing. Um, One is they've been telegraphing this, right? About 10 days ago, they started, uh, two weeks ago, they started talking about, hey, we think the the, um, fundamentals um, are out of whack with the price, right? That's OPEC's way of saying, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, cut production, right? That's thing one. Thing two is this is I also think partially about the Russian price cap idea. They want to they want to um alert everybody to the fact that they're not just going to sit down to take that lion down. 2 million barrels for those of you who keep score is about twice what the United States is putting onto the market out of the SPR. Right. And right. Well, part of this is to, you know, make up for that. Because that's been, yeah. you know, that's been going on for months and months and months yeah. now. And I think that's what they mean when they say the fundamentals are out of yeah, whack with the price, exactly. right? 
You know, we have exactly. we have some artificial fooling around going on by the states. And by the way, a bunch of Democrats last week said they wanted to create a economic petroleum reserve <laughs> and and basically allow the Department of Energy to buy and sell oil, buy low, sell high, all that garbage, and then take any extra money and put it into yet even more EV subsidies. No. So I've been resist as a free market guy, you know, a lot of people in my world have said, oh, maybe we should privatize this thing. You know, we have a strategic petroleum reserve. It's called our reserves, et cetera, et cetera. I've kind of like Man. stayed out of that for, you know, for a long time just because there is some value in having a reserve you can tap when when the the proverbial, you know, it hits the fan. If they're gonna mess around like this, then no, we're done. Like yeah, we just need to get just, get it out, like get it, privatize it, get it out of the government's hands completely, and and re 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 um authorize the law to make it explicit that and pick very specific things that can that it can be drawn out for and no exceptions. Like I said to you last week, it was always supposed to be a political thing. You just didn't understand that. Yeah. It, so um. The OPEC thing is going to be a serious problem. Um, it, you know, it's it, it markets can start pricing it in right away. Um, of course, and, that's what and, they do. Yeah, yeah, and and um, and Team Biden doesn't like a like like a, like wait just like I just spent five minutes telling you. Team Biden doesn't seem to understand any of this stuff. Um, you know, and and the, I, I don't understand. They gave us plenty of warning. And the, the Biden crew still couldn't figure out a way to, hey, I, you know, I know you're worried about the Russian thing. I know you're worried about the SPR thing, but we need to, like, not do this, right? Because it's going to damage a what's it, a shaky economy already. Yeah, well, I mean, what, why would they listen to the Biden, to yeah, Team Biden? To Team Biden. What, what confidence uh, do they have? In, you know, because, in... I mean, the, the bottom line is the, the, the House of Saud, for good or for ill, listens to the English speakers on this planet. Um, and has for a hundred years now, and um, it's done them pretty well, right? Sure. So, um, but this, I'm pretty confident they look at this crew like, yikes. All right, so uh, we have a, a new sort of, uh, I don't know, there's some confidence in this new conservative leader over in Canada, like some Pierre Pauvrier, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, so. Is this the dude? Where's this guy? He's a uh, um, the Ottawa, the Ontario. He's a French Quebec Quebec guy or whatever. Quebec so anyway, the, but uh, he's he's going after Trudeau and and, and a recent <laughs> uh, exchange. Uh, he brought up the carbon tax. Let's let's give a listen. His climate rebate comes nowhere near twelve thousand six hundred and forty-five dollars for this farm family. Two, his carbon tax has not hit. A single solid solitary emissions reduction target. It has not worked. And three, in the month of July, when this family was paying $12,645 in his carbon tax, supposedly for the environment, the Prime Minister jumped on his private jet 20 times. High carbon hypocrisy. He can't tell us how much the tax will cost. Will he tell us how much carbon he emitted in that month of July when he was... Hey! Hey! <laughs> Gotta love parliamentary systems sometimes. It is pretty fun, but you know what? It's happening. Oh, it's happening, cool. right? God. Jamie Dimon. Yeah. You know, Larry Fink's I, on his heels. I, I, I don't. Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio quit. 
Oh, I did not hear that. Yeah, Ray Dalio oh. resigned yesterday. Or wow. Actually, he resigned like 10 days ago, but they announced it yesterday. Oh, interesting. So he's going to have to go work for the communist Chinese on his own time now, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think this thing in Europe. Uh, look, you, we had the uh, the Italian PM, who yeah. you know, everyone's saying is a fascist, which is BS. Whatever. So, um, I don't know. I'm a fascist. Bolsonaro so. got in a runoff. Everyone said he was toast. Yeah. I, I think this thing in Europe has scared everybody, right? Everybody's looking at it like this seems bad, right? This is you have the you have like the most developed economy on the planet, right? And and they are in real trouble because they made some bad mistakes on the energy side. And I, I think everyone's like, okay, let's recalibrate here. And you know the funny thing is a friend of mine in the utility business guy been in the utility business for 40 years Asked me a couple of years ago. He says, "How does this thing end?" I'm like, "You know, I don't know." I, you know, how it ends, in my opinion. Yeah. They just they just move on. Well, you know, I, I somehow, I, some way, like, like it's they, like okay. So you you're old enough to remember this in the in the late seventies, early eighties, and middle eighties. The big thing was nuclear weapons, right? Intermediate nuclear weapons, theater weapons, and strategic weapons. And we don't talk about that stuff anymore because the Russians went away, right? The communist Russians sort of went away. And we're going to say, hey, you know, they're no threat anymore, so we don't worry about the warheads they have. And like you say, one day we just stopped talking about it. Yeah, you remember the tra landfills were like, you know, yeah. the biggest environmental crisis yeah. in the, in the and, world. And, and now they're not. At, when's the last time anyone gave a crap about landfills? landfills. Right? Yeah. Like how much garbage it's a, are it, we shipping? It's you know, but when you get a guy like that who's like willing to lock up on numbers and and, and tag, um, what's this, Justin? Trudeau. I was going to call him mean. Peter, like his dad, and then Justin. Uh, yeah, well, I you know mistake black salt for his dad all the time. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's you know, uh, uh, you know, Prime Minister Prime Minister Brownface there. You know, when he's willing to tag him on the nose, you know it's good. You know it's good, and like I said, all the other stuff, the Italian, Brazil. You know, we're insulated because we kind of have our own production. Well, we do. But, get, I mean, a producer, I was going to actually bring this up offline. We need to find out how many barrels between the U.S. and Canada offline have gone offline over the last three or four years. I don't know about Canada. I know the number in the United States is about a million and a half, two million, something like that. Yeah. I've seen that in a couple of different places. I have no idea what the provenance of those numbers is, but I've seen them. And, and, and a million or two million seems about right. Right. Yeah. And that's that's you think about it, you know, we're we're the, the, the oil margin the crude and refined, right? Markets on the margin, you know, two two million barrels, that that's two percent. That's a lot on a margin, right? So we'll find out and we'll have it before the next one. Yeah. Okay. Um any more energy? Uh no. Okay. So I, I thought I was going to be right, but I, it, it appears that I'm not. I am no longer correct. That's sad. It appears that. <laughs> what are we talking about? It appears that Elon Musk will indeed be. Oh, yeah. Buying Twitter at his original, what will now be a shellacking of a share price. What's it, what's, um, what's it trading at now? Well, it jumped up like twelve percent after his announcement. So, so it's 40, 40 bucks, 35 bucks. I, I mean, know. guy guy's taking a bath, out. I assume. So this is interesting because uh, our one of our good friends, uh, our one of our content providers, 
on a volunteer basis, shot me a message. Apparently, uh, in Delaware, in the court of the Chancery, is that how you say that? Chancery, yeah. The Chancery. You are not entirely in complete ownership of your shares of companies that are registered in Delaware. In other words, the if this thing went to to the end and and Musk was losing along the way, yeah. if this went to the end and they forced this thing through, it's possible that the Chancery Court could have decided how to dispose to dispose of this yeah. this and it could have uh, allowed him to claw himself into Elon's other business interests. Yeah. So this from uh so the, the business side of this is that I'm, 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 it looked like it was going south for Elon and he cut his you know basically I'm, cut his I'm losses. I'm super glad that there's some system in the United States that Musk can't game right 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 <laughs> we finally, so now he's we gonna finally take found it. something he can't twist now he's gonna take it in the shorts and buy this asset now did he i can't remember uh it's been a while did he is he taking it private that's one of the things here right he's taking it private. Oh, i have no idea i think that's right so anyways so that's one aspect of it but here's another one and this is pretty funny fox fox news reports uh today media worried as elon musk closes deal to buy twitter yeah. Be afraid. Be actually afraid. <laughs> yeah, Ben Collins, right? The NBC yeah. reporter. Yeah. A afraid of what? What? I mean, it's not like he's not buying nuclear weapons. He's buying a website. Members of the media renewed their anger against billionaire tech mogul Elon Musk on Tuesday <laughs> after reports showed him closing his deal to officially buy Twitter. Reporters and journalists expressed doubts and even fears about Musk's purchase. <laughs> NBC News reporter Ben Collins notably penned a lengthy Twitter thread describing how Musk's Twitter purchase could affect the 2022 midterm elections. <laughs> it's perfectly okay to affect the 2020 elections. It's okay, if it's okay to affect the 2022 elections if you're affecting it from their side. Right, of course. They're, 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 For I, those of you asking, yes, I do think this site can and will change pretty dramatically if Musk gets control over it. How? No, there's no immediate replacement if it gets done early enough based on the people he's aligned with. Yes, it could actually affect midterms. These people are idiots. NPR editor Neela Banjari retweeted the thread, writing, as usual, Ben Collins provides a useful thread on the broader implications usual, for the rest of us of a Musk takeover of Twitter. Like, they're <laughs> like Twitter's former theirs. Politico magazine editor Garrett M. Graff wrote, be afraid, be actually afraid. Euronews correspondent Shauna Murray, the end of Twitter as we know it is thank, nigh. Thank God. Huge changes anticipated in this bird app after it goes private. Guardrails dropped, misinfo, conspiracy theories thrive. No functional alternatives available, BBC Dickens Oley Start writes. Start your own website, man. It's MSNBC a website. host Joy Reid also retweeted the thread along with author Don Winslow, who is a total nut job on Twitter. If Musk gets control and Zuck has control of Facebook, and CNN is now under Republican-backed management. We have a massive problem. And do not listen to anyone who tells you differently. Some, some danger that the truth might get this out. This is crazy. <laughs> These guys sound I mean, like I a... like my Twitter and all, but Seriously, come on. Man, it's Twitter. It's a website. These people sound like hysterical fools. Further proof. That they are hysterical fools. Further proof. And 
and this is my hypothesis is as to why politicians and thought leaders and and people just basically Careful. ignore any kernels of fact in their in their threads and their thoughts because I, I think they're betting. Yeah, they're going to get covered. That nobody will bother. Yeah. To explore on their own the veracity of the statements that are being made. Well, God knows. God knows when I write a column, that's what I'm assuming. Right. There'll be no fact checking anywhere. I mean, honest to God, I think this is where we are. This it, is where it, we are. It sounds. It's like. I'll just say this, like 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 Governor Gavin. Oh, yeah, they wanted the lights to go out, but the lights didn't go out in California. This is, this is a like, ladies and gentlemen. I want to remind you, Twitter is literally a website. Yeah. Imagine if this was like an organization to make nuclear weapons or bombs or planes or something actual. The, these guys, the, you know what? If you're the Chinese, you got to think. Let's invade now. A bunch of hysterical fools will take 10, 12, 15 months before they like stop screaming. I, I honestly like, I, I don't think Elon, I think he's going to. He's going to do a couple things. Yeah. I, I don't think, though, that he's going to. I don't think he's ever going to get in the black on this deal. This this just doesn't look how good. Can you? I don't understand how these guys make right. money on this stuff at all. I mean, I get it. You sell stuff to people, but you know what? It, it, it's got to be like a really thin margin business because the exit is just ex exit and entry is just too easy. But it will uh, revive the question: Will Trump resist, or will he? Um, will he not resist? No, I'm, so. I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm not quite. I'm not quite ready to put Team Trump in the same category as the Californians and the Europeans. But I'm getting there. <laughs> Wow. I'm getting there. We caught you in a mood today, my yeah, friend. We caught you in a mood. You know what? I had a great run. I was out in the rain. I went long. I went longer than I thought I was going to. And my general attitude, and I filed my columns this morning before I went, and my general attitude towards the world is, you guys need to like buck up, put on the big boy pants, and do the things you need to do. Stop bitching. You know, especially true for guys who are like, should I get on Twitter? Shouldn't I get on Twitter? Should I get on Twitter? Shouldn't I get on Twitter? Who cares? <laughs> Sack up, Mary. Do whatever you need to do. All right. Uh, October surprises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dr. Oz killed a bunch of animals and Herschel Walker. Well, he didn't, right? His research team did. We don't know, like, if he killed puppies and whatever. and herschel walker apparently paid for it well, we don't know that either exactly all we got exactly. is all we've got is some circumstantial evidence that in a court of law would never hold up which is of course why nobody ever tried to yeah, make yeah. it hold up in a court of law of course. of course it it um the good and the bad thing about american politics is this stuff doesn't matter anymore no they don't you know that's you, both you know good and bad. It, do you know where the tide turned yeah, i think it was wsdui Maybe that was so late in the game, man. It looks so transparent, yeah. right? I think it was W's DUI. Maybe I Maybe. think that was where the turning point was yeah. with these October I hope, you know, surprises. Part of me is like doesn't miss them at all because I'm just like this is this is the rankest sort of politics. Yeah, it has nothing to do with anything. Um, part of me is like, eh, maybe it could shed information on people's, but like W's DUI was like, what he he had a DUI when he's like 25. Well, say it isn't so. You know, yeah, we all knew W was a wild man. You know, and, and it's like the Trump thing with the Access Hollywood, right? 
What do you mean? Do you mean that he's a foul mouthed <laughs> Right. Are you right, sure? Right. He's lewd and <laughs> yeah. Seems that seems yeah, totally out of character. Lock, quote unquote locker talk. Yeah. Right. You know. So the 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 Walker thing, right? I don't know if you saw the Fox hit he did this morning. Oh, he apparently raised a ton of money. Yeah, uh, he did off, okay, off but this Fox well. thing this morning, you know, he, they asked him like they kind of they kind of leaned in on him a little bit, and he said, "Look, you know, there's." I, I'm going to deny this again. I didn't do it. Didn't happen. Blah blah blah. They asked him about his kid, who, by the way, that campaign's known that his kid was going to be a problem. It of course, just surfaced right now, right? Um, asked him about his kid. He said, "Hey, I love my son." You know, what he, the, the sentence he left unsaid was, "Like all parents, I think my son's an idiot, but I love him anyway." Um, but he also, you know, he he got into the he got into the redemption thing. He said, "Look, he says, let me roll the camera, you know, pan the camera back." The more important thing is, you know, I'm not the I'm not the person I was, right? You know, I've, I've sort of got myself straightened out, found religion, and you know, I encourage everybody to come along with me for that particular ride. Um, it was like it was a good just just as a just as a pure old candidate assessment of how they do under duress. He did very well. Yeah, he did very it could well. Have been the, it could have been the end of it. He did uh, great for, and, the, and, for the Reverend. Uh, and also, if you think about it, like he may or may not have paid for that abortion. Yeah. But we know that the yeah. Reverend supports abortion on demand up until the moment. Yeah, of he'd birth. like to pay for everybody's. Uh, yeah. So he would like us to pay for everyone yeah. else's. So, I'm, you know, I'm really, you know, I'm at some fundamental level, I'm a child of a lawyer, so I'm really uncomfortable with this extra legal stuff. Like, hey, this happened, dude. There's like the evidence is pretty thin here, pretty right. thin. Right. And in fact, there wasn't even a, a. Anyway, the point is, is that I, I don't think it affects the outcome of the race. I wanted to bring those two up. Yeah, and I also the that. the Masto clip. Yeah, uh, because I think we're seeing a. I think we're seeing a hardening here. I think we're we're seeing the Republicans starting to solidify their you know, standing in some of these races. Yeah. I mean, I um, did I not go through this before? We did. We yeah. did. So, uh, and it, I'm, but I'm seeing it continue. Yeah. Right? I've seen We're, nothing in I, the last I, 10 days to change it, exactly. change my mind about any of these things. So I'm sticking with plus two. Yeah. I think that's the right. The, the only, the only race that I think I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm, I might wobble on is Arizona, but I'm pretty confident at the end of the day, Peter Thiel, um, Routes enough cash to. Well, to, he just announced right. he's shifting from Oz to. From JD Vance. From Vance, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, to, Vance, uh, you know, Vance is going to win. That. Mike yeah. DeWine is going to win that governor's race by 10, 12, 15 points. No way. No way DeWine wins by 12 points and JD doesn't win. There's I still no say Kerry Lake is going to win. I am I agree I'm with governor that. of Arizona. And, and I do think that. She's a great candidate. She's great very, candidate. Very, de very solid. Yeah. Very disciplined. Great candidate. Very aggressive. And she's saying all the right things. Things that I that appeal to me. Like, sure. I'm interviewing for this job. That's what a debate is. 15, Where's my opponent? You know, 15, um, I think she's been on TV for like 15 years, right? Yeah, yeah. It that shows. Helps a little. It right. shows the crispness of the answers, the packaging of it all. Yeah, but also, the just, un, like, you know. she doesn't flinch when she yeah. lobs back at the media she, like she's just the she you know what she's doing she's doing what reagan did yeah she's doing what trump did she's not talking to the people that are staying in front of her yeah, yeah, yeah. she's talking past them again again you know what do those three people have in common 
right? Yeah. Reagan. Yeah. Movies, TV, Trump, yeah. TV, yeah, yeah. this lady, TV. And and I'm 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 starting to think if you want a career in politics in this country. Well, Oz, right? Oz TV. You should get on TV and get on it like when you're a kid. So you learn how to do it and just embeds in your thought process. You can tell Lake is totally unconscious of the fact that she her answers are crisp and packaged for TV, right? Yeah. She's totally unconscious of it. She's just like boom. She just yeah. she's so she used to it. it out, right? It's 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 really impressive to see, right? You're just like, wow, that's and at the end of it, you're like, okay, I don't even know if I agree with her, but that's a good damn yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, right. So All right, all what right. do you got left? What do you have? I got one thing. What do you got? Right, hit it, and I'm going to play a, a Biden clip, and then I'm going to close this out. Fair enough. We are heading um, on Monday towards Columbus Day. Um, it is not Indigenous Peoples Day. I have two things that I want to share about that real quick. First off, um, I'm going to write. I'm going to write my column on that on the, on Monday. Um, I'm very. I'm looking very much forward to it, and this is the point in the podcast where I once again thank the Washington Times. There we go. For being a co-sponsor of the Unregulated Podcast, Indeed. along with the American Energy Alliance. Indeed. Back to you. And being patient with our lateness last week. Um, two thoughts about Columbus Day that I've been, I've been rolling around in my head. It's a long run this morning. I had a lot of time. Yeah, to you did. Yeah. Um, first off, we're all indigenous people. I was born here. You were born here. The producer was born here. If that doesn't make us indigenous people, I'm not sure what does, right? So this nonsense about, well, certain people have bigger rights because their dads were born here or their grandparents were born here or their great-grandparents were born here. At some point, that's got to stop. The second thing about it, and again, this indigenous peoples thing, right? The second thing that strikes me about it is in this country, the whole idea of this country has been that it doesn't matter who your parents are. It doesn't matter where you came from. The people who want to make it indigenous peoples versus everybody else they are specifically trying to claim that they have some greater right, some greater prerogative in the United States because their great-great-grandfather was here, or their great-great-great-grandfather was here, or their great-great-great-great-great-grandfather was here. That is specifically an anthem to the American ideal that, you know what, it's not what your parents did, it's not what your grandparents did, it's not what your great-grandparents did or didn't do or where they came from. We value what you do and what what you don't do, right? So this Columbus Day, I know we're going to have to live with that indigenous people stuff again, and it really bothers me. And I figured out this morning why it bothers me, because A, I'm an indigenous person, and B, anybody who claims any special right because their parents, grandparents, great-grandparents, or whatever were here, that's nonsense. I don't tolerate it from losers like John Kerry. I don't see why I should tolerate it from indigenous peoples. Fair enough, and I appreciate giving a shout-out to my peoples as well. The, you know what? I mean, we're, we're all – we are all from someplace else. All That's of right. us are from someplace else. Which is why, you know, I'll do my little rant. This is why I'm sick of this immigration issue. I'm sick of it being used by both sides as a wedge. Yeah. We got to fix it. You're like uh, the, we've got to fix it. You're like the third person we've to tell me this like in the last it. two days. It's just, it's just insane. It, it, but it, you the know, funny Joel, thing is, we all have agreement. We all have wide agreements on it. Borders should be secure. Um, employers should verify. Yeah. People who are here who are working, we should figure out something to do with. And get the rest of the bad apples out of here. Yeah, I mean, it. it 
I think that's some 85% of Americans be like, yeah, people should learn English, right? They, that's right. Uh, sure. Who doesn't who says no to that, right? Right. It's a it's a it's a failure of the political system. Yep. Well, it's it's a going back to my other rant, it's not a failure. It's a symptom of the the brokenness of the legislative branch. Well, I kind of think it's partially American businesses are to blame because they like having lots of illegal workers floating around because they don't organize. We'll we'll talk about that. Next. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Joe Biden is a man of of the he's he's a he's every man, every man, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden. Uh, I, I I got raised in the black church. He knows I'm not kidding. I got my education for real in the black church, <laughs> and that's not hyperbole. It's a fact. I probably. Uh, went to shul more than many of you did. <laughs> you all think I'm kidding. He can tell you. <laughs> I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. I just have one thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, and not to be outdone by our president, who uh, not only was raised in the black church and went to shul more than many of you did, and uh, made time to be raised by sort Puerto of Rican. raised in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, we are going to close out the unregulated podcast with none other than the vice president. Oh boy. Remember Venn diagrams, those three circles, right? And then let's just see where they overlap. You will not be surprised because I have constructed a Venn diagram on this. Remember those three circles, how they overlap? I love Venn diagrams. So <laughs> I just do, whenever you're dealing with conflict, pull out a Venn diagram, right? And so, you know, the three circles. And so I, so I, I asked my team, right? They're fantastic. He, right he sees the Venn diagram of it all. He sees that there are those circles and maybe people seem that they're a little different. They live in different parts of the country. They may be different age or different race, but that area in the middle, that overlap. But I asked my team to do a Venn diagram of where these attacks are happening. So voting rights, women's reproductive rights, LGBTQ rights. And of course there was a huge intersection. You know, I asked my team to do a Venn diagram for me of where we are seeing attacks and who are the attacks against and the similarity and when you look at a diagram of the uh, it, just a Venn diagram, a Venn diagram in that regard it, it tells a, a real tale be careful ladies and gentlemen about invoking the 25th amendment after the midterms because <laughs> this is who you're gonna get you might not like it peace out episode 103 in the books hey.